I mean, he's kind of similar. Like when you're describing like someone who has a God complex, who has like some morality that you agree with and some that you don't. Like. We're not going to turn this into like us talking about Sephiroth for an hour. <laughs> like we could do that because like I really do want to talk about his like thigh high boots that he has going on, but like I won't. Welcome to Love It or Weep It, where we let you know if we love an anime enough to recommend it to everyone, or if it's just for the worst of the weeps. I'm Annie, and I think we should kill the rich. I'm Jeff, and I'm a pure, sweet, innocent ooh boy, but I don't secretly believe in making my friends murderers. If you're new to the podcast, each week watch the first three episodes of a new anime and cast their votes to love it or weep it. Or eat the rich, apparently. Today we're covering Moriarty the Patriot, which is available subbed on Funimation now. Before we jump into victorian england is it victorian england i don't know sure yeah sure it's old have you been reading or watching anything interesting in the realm of anime i absolutely have not i also have (laughs) i was thinking about it now that chainsaw man's done with part one oh well yeah i was like not technically but also by the time this episode comes out for sure um yeah, I guess actually I have because I, I started rereading it and I gotten through like forty chapters at this point, and it's very good. Yeah, it, it goes off the rails, but it's um, still fun. It's um, it's surprising to see how much like, I was so much more on the fence about it at the time, and even like I initially like I had, I'm rereading the first of the thirty chapters that I've read now. I had already read before and. It's interesting to, because like I remember at the time being like, mm, I'm not so sure. And now I'm like, nope, nope, this is amazing. This is solid. This is great. <laughs> I don't know why I doubted it. But I guess at the time we didn't know, like I didn't know if it would last that long and if it would live up to potential or get canceled. Yeah. I was like, is it, if it got canceled, there would be no point in getting attached. But hey, it made it. And it's getting an anime. Yeah, from MAPPA, which I am excited for. Because I feel like Dora Hidoro and Jujutsu Kaisen are good signs of what could be done with Chainsaw Man. Yeah. As good as I could have expected from recent adaptations of manga to anime. I think it's a good sign for like the art style being like held in the anime. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like past instances of things they've adapted don't really mean much, aside from just guessing at how they could handle it. But we it. know they could do it if they really wanted to. Yeah. But that's it. I've just been thinking about Chainsaw Man. That's kind <laughs> of my thing this week. <laughs> I have so much that I want to be watching, but instead I've just been podcast editing and or playing Final Fantasy fourteen. So Wow. Yeah. Like Attack on Titan came back and I've not had a chance to to watch. Isn't that also MAPPA, or am I wrong? Oh, yeah, it switched to MAPPA, and uh, I've seen... uh, Before the episode came out, I saw people worried that the animation, the art style would completely change. And after the episode came out, I did not see people complaining about that. But I have seen people naysaying and, like, doom doom predicting about the, like, rumors about the production being a mess at MAPPA and maybe eventually falling off the rails and... um, 
potentially the animation having a huge quality dip down the road. But uh, I don't know. At this point, we're recording this after only episode one of the new season came out. By the time you're listening to this and actually comes out, there will be a lot that has changed since then, probably. So <laughs> don't want to predict too much set in stone now. But yeah, speaking of setting things in stone and then burning the building to the ground. Ugh. What's Moriarty the Patriot about? It is about Moriarty the Patriot. Uh, no, <laughs> Moriarty, <laughs> um, famous detective Sherlock Holmes enemy. And I guess this is kind of his... Well, the first three episodes, two of them are his origin story. <laughs> but that's kind of it. He's solving cases secretly and not helping the police, which is good. That's my summation of this show. I mean, is he solving cases? He's like... He solved one in the beginning, and then we had an origin story happen. So I'm not really quite sure. There was We could not tell a lot from these first three episodes of what the show was going to be on or be like. I mean, even, I mean, even that one instance, he solved a case and... Well, I mean, he figured out the culprit and then incited someone else to murder the culprit. So, is this account as, as solving he a case? I mean, kind who of. Who was the murderer? And then he had him murdered. <laughs> and then he caused another murder. <laughs> Listen, eye for an eye, dude. It's fine. Um, murder is okay sometimes, I guess. I think this is kind of a weird episode to talk about. A weird show to talk about in terms of spoilers because it is kind of inherently twisty. So I think we kind of have to, um, I don't know, pull the spoiler lever early on. Yeah, we so, already did that by saying that burned the house to the ground and then he had someone get murdered. We've, okay. ru- we've ruined it. <laughs> well, I didn't say which house, but uh, so yeah, I think if you are, let, let's let's give our initial verdict and tell people whether they should, should or should not go watch it. And then let's let's dive more into things that okay. happened. Okay, okay. So okay, three, two, one. We liked it. it. Oh, Ooh. you can't like it. We have <laughs> there's no middle ground. There's no gray area. It's it's love it or weeb it or eat the rich or kind of yeah. like it. No. Like it, love it, gotta have it. <laughs> weeb it, believe it, gotta no. delete it. I don't remember. Delete how. this. No, I don't I don't <laughs> I wouldn't delete it, but there's no way I'm recommending this to anyone just based off the first three episodes. Huh. I kind of expected this to be like absolutely up your alley. No, um, there's too many children and I didn't get <laughs> enough time with adults, I guess. This sounds huh. bad, but <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't even meet Sherlock. I mean, or Watson. Not... So, so, okay. So you're taking like very rigidly like, based on what you've seen. Yes. You don't know enough to recommend it because I, I do think Correct. like the, the main character, like the after this prologue, it is going to be them as adults. Yes, but like from where we saw, I can't in good conscience, saw the word, yeah, recommend this to people. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I'm definitely. I said like it because I'm like hesitant and on the fence. Like I think it is exploring really interesting ideas. And I think it, hmm. I do like killing rich people. Like, that's like, <laughs> I'm cool. That's up my alley. Let's go. <laughs> See, I feel like it, on that aspect, I think it has moments where you're like, oh, you're rooting for, for this. But also, 
no clear good guys and bad guys. That's not true. That definitely clear bad guys. But yeah, one guy <laughs> murdered seven children. So yeah, okay. But like, it does explore interesting areas of morality, and at points that made me a little bit uncomfortable because I was like, "Hmm, well, this seems troubling." If they're asking me to root for this character, but then I, on reconsideration, I'm like, "Okay, well." they're kind of asking you to root for them, but like kind of not. And like, I don't, I, I could see it being, I could see it being problematic and troublesome if the fandom like unconditionally supports some of these characters that definitely are supposed to have gray morality and not be a hundred percent good. Yes. But I think it's a really, a really interesting reframing of, of what that would have means for an anime or manga to have that gray morality. Like the, the kind of, gray morality that i'm used to is characters like light from death note where it's like look how extreme and edgy and evil he is but he has kind of a good heart and he has a good mission so like don't you want to support him even though he's completely evil and terrible and and i feel like uh especially male dominated anime spaces tend to be inherently sympathetic to that kind of worldview which is a thing that i did not realize at the time as being problematic and as an adult i've come to see as it as an issue more and more and i feel like this is an interesting reframing of that because it's kind of the complete opposite it's like instead of what this hard edgy evil person was actually had a heart of gold and made you try to sympathize with them instead it's like take this sweet innocent ooh boy and what if he's actually kind of evil oh, i don't know like i don't think i don't i don't know <laughs> It's complicated. Kind I don't think of, of it- evil, first. Sh- I would say kind of for sure. <laughs> okay, listen. The main guy who isn't really William Moriarty, but now goes by William Moriarty. He has a god complex for sure. Yeah, and he thinks that he can dictate who's good and who's bad, who deserves to live and who deserves to die. <laughs> And um, you know what? Just because in some of these instances our views align doesn't make it right. <laughs> and his abs. Yeah, I did not notice his abs. Um <laughs> Oh, are you looking at a picture of Sephiroth you posted? <laughs> I'm looking at Sephiroth. <laughs> I was like, we did not see Moriarty's abs, but it was just the um photo of shirtless Sephiroth from Smash Bros <laughs> that you dropped to our notes. Yes, uh, to, for context, we're recording this on the night of Sephiroth's unveiling in, in Smash. So After I, he murdered Mario. <laughs> iconic. Um, but yeah, I was uh, trying to paste an image of the Moriarty the Patriot characters and accidentally pasted a picture of Sephiroth shirtless, which yeah, I sure, just happened to have on my clipboard for no reason whatsoever. Um, and <laughs> and it was too good to take out of the notes, so it's it's, it's in our outline. He's so distracting, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, he's kind of similar. Like when you're describing, like someone who has a god complex, who has like some morality that you agree with and some that you don't. Like... We're not going to turn this into like us talking about Sephiroth for an hour. Like <laughs> and, we I mean, could do that because, like, I really do want to talk about his like thigh high boots that he has going on, but like I won't. <laughs> I will move past it. And his Moriarty had a single wing. You could call him a one-winged angel if you wanted to. All right. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, 
was there was there was there a thought that I uh, interrupted with? I Sephiroth can't remember. Talk? I cannot remember. Ooh, can we make a uh, Sephir Sephir Sephipods? Hmm. No, Sephir- so we're gonna talk about Moriarty <laughs> the Patriot now, and not Sephiroth or any Let's jokes start a about Sephiroth him. fan cast. What is it gonna be? He's in Smash Bros. Yay! There's new. There, I'm sure there's enough Sephiroth news to talk about every week. Absolutely not. Yeah, a three second second <laughs> podcast. Sephiroth still hot. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Ugh. Anyways, this show. Um, the first episode he solves murder, and actually he solves it in the first like three minutes, and then the rest of it is just him like toying with the like culprit, and then having him murdered. Yeah, I have to say I was really not sold on the first episode. Me either. I much liked the prequels better. Yeah. So like episode episode one, I was like very cold in the series. I was like, and this is what it is. Like, I think it is, uh, like, I didn't get any like interesting complex morality. I was kind of like cool murder murderers. Great. Okay. This is not, not interesting. It's just seems kind of like almost juvenile in terms of its morality. And then, um, the second episode, the first of the flashbacks, I was like, okay, 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 interesting, interesting. This is complex. This is an interesting backstory, interesting origin story. I think I was a little bit disappointed by how some things wrapped up by the end of episode three, but I was definitely like, I enjoyed that backstory enough that I am really curious to watch more and see yeah. if the rest of the episodes feel more like episode one or more like the backstory. Yeah, I'm not. That's why I'm not excited for the rest of them as adults because I don't want it to be like episode one. Yeah, but also like the fact that apparently Sherlock Holmes is a character, and there are also those yeah. other, I don't know, random fighty boys in the opening. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I am okay. interested to see them and if they're cool. Yeah, I am. I'm actually more worried about Sherlock Holmes. I'm, I mean, I'm curious. Like, I know that it means that there's something more to the structure of this show that we haven't seen, but I'm worried that Sherlock Holmes will be uh, kind of like too evil, too much of a like proxy for the status quo. He's it's gonna be copaganda. Yeah, or maybe not copaganda, but like too much of an easy target to be um representing the mm. evils of classism in society. Yeah. Well okay. Also, do you think they're gonna fall in love? <laughs> I mean, they point guns at each other, and you know what that means. That is pretty. <laughs> that's pretty romantic. <laughs> but I, I honestly, I have almost no reference for any Sherlock lore other than the BBC show. <laughs> yeah, same. That's my entire experience with Sherlock Holmes. Actually, no, that's not true. I watched the Sherlock Holmes Mouse Detective one. <laughs> <laughs> You don't remember Sherlock, like the the great mouse detective? No. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on to your cheese. Let's talk about the great mouse detective. Yeah, it's from the 80s. No, I hate this. You. I remember there is a scene with the great mouse detective, and there's like a sexy lady mouse singing. And I was like, whoa, this is risque. You know, I think I've like seen this around and not really known. You know, like you know, like when there are some animated movies that you've like 
seen bits and pieces of and you don't know if it was like a fever dream or if it actually happened yes that's how i feel like this movie is in my memory i remember being really scared by the big rat guy are there other was there some did it tie into kingdom hearts at all i feel like there was like some vague connection to kingdom hearts the great mouse detective yeah because it's disney right yes but I don't think it was in Kingdom Hearts. Just because it's in London, that's Peter Pan. <laughs> no, there is. I, I'm so. Is this fan fiction? Yeah, it's fan fiction. The right Great there. Mouse so Detective? I, no, no. I mean, like, I found. I ended up on an article that was describing <laughs> Sora, Pooh, and Piglet arriving in Mousedom, and I was like, that did not happen. <laughs> it's just someone wrote fan fiction about Kingdom Hearts and, and The Great Mouse Detective? That's not that weird. What I find weird, and I've run into this a little bit occasionally, and it always confuses me, is it's one thing to have to write fan fiction. It's another thing to have wikia, I guess this is fandom.com, to have like wiki articles on fandom.com about the fan fiction. So I was like, What's happening? I was reading it as if it was canon, but it was, I only noticed because the, the, um, the wiki itself is Kingdom Hearts fan fiction wiki. Okay, what's happening to <laughs> this podcast? I could have sworn there was some, like I, I thought maybe like in the mobile game or something where, because like the Kingdom Hearts mobile game has a, has a couple things that aren't actually in the mainline Kingdom Hearts series, like Wreck-It Ralph and um, Zootopia and stuff like that. But apparently not. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, the 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 sexy lady mouse. Her name was Miss Kitty. So I was going to ask that if you had sense. <laughs> if you had familiarity with other, not like direct Sherlock Holmes adaptations, but like. You know, Sherlock Holmes adjacent things like like them as mice. The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna rewatch this. This looks great. <laughs> Is there a list of like all adaptations? There must be. Looks like there's okay. There's a Wikipedia article link in the show notes that's just like adaptations of Sherlock Holmes, which isn't as thorough as. I just want a raw list. I don't want paragraphs. I don't want text. Come on. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. I just googled Sherlock Holmes anime, and this one came up from the '80s called Sherlock Hound. Oh Isn't yeah, it? that that's um directed by Miyazaki, I believe. Why is why is he in a plane? Yeah, it's directed by Hayao Miyazaki. He he can't he shouldn't be flying a plane. <laughs> Apparently, six episodes were directed by Miyazaki in 1981 until problems with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's estate led to suspension in production. Uh, um, this is great. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm really not familiar with many Sherlock Holmes things aside from BBC Sherlock and The Great Mouse Detective. Did you see Elementary? No, I haven't seen Elementary. I've seen a little bit of Detective Conan, if that counts. Not really. Absolutely does not count, no. <laughs> um, the Hounds of Basker. Is that a thing I know? No, what? That's really old. That's from the 50s. Hounds of Baskerville? Yeah. I mean, it's the name of one of the stories. Yeah, but there's a movie, and I was like, maybe I know this. No. Hmm. I'm just going through all the adaptations. Yeah, I don't know shit. I'm trying to look through if there's any like I've forgotten about or something, but um, so I, yeah, I, I definitely am not. Wait, you didn't see the Robert Downey Jr. ones? No, me either. Damn, we suck. 
I think at that point I was like, well, he's not Benedict Cumberbatch. That's true. He's not Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, so yeah, I, I just, I guess I'm not generally that interested in this, uh, the structure of Sherlock Holmes enough for me to go seek it out. There wasn't there that, there was that one about, uh, the like one that was made by like HBO Asia or something. Um, where like, it was like a female Sherlock, female Asian Sherlock. Did that ever come out in English? Miss Sherlock. It was Japanese. Yeah. Is it good? Um, I don't know. Cause I heard people excited for it and then I don't think it ever got like officially released in English. So then, well, but I'm not sure. It says I can watch it on Hulu. Oh, if it's on Hulu, then the fact that we haven't heard much about it is probably a bad sign. <laughs> Oh no! What were we talking about? Uh, just uh, Sherlock Holmes in general. Anyway, I think it's interesting to take a look, like to reframe things and be about like, what if the villain of Sherlock Holmes was the protagonist? I guess we should also mention that Moriarty is not typically like in the original stories. He only appears in two two episodes, so he's not that big of a deal. But in a lot of adaptations, they make him out to be the arch enemy, even though in the original stories he's not really that much of an enemy. He's only introduced to kill off Sherlock Holmes until the. He decided to bring Sherlock Holmes back and not kill him off. But That's anyway. Enough. That's enough out of you. So I, I think it's interesting to, to reframe him as the protagonist. And so that's admirable. I, I think the main thing I really appreciate about the show is, is just being about classism explicitly. Not trying to hide it. Not trying to be like a subtle theme, just like on the nose. It's, my one complaint about that is that it's way too on the nose at times. But it's because, topical. Yeah, but I, just, I like... I really like the moments where it's a little bit under the surface, just a tiny bit. And then when it goes to like, um, by this point, we're going to be talking about spoilers. So, you know, we are, I, I think go watch it. If you have any interest in Sherlock Holmes, Ian things at all. And if you don't want to watch something about classism, I think this is intriguing and worth it, worth a taste. But anyway, um, so spoilers now. Uh, the moment where he is uh, getting all the other kids in the orphanage to just shout how they're going to murder rich people. I was like, mm, okay. That was a lot because they were just, he was just saying like, some noble people are good. They're like, yeah, that's true. And he's like, but some people, they're bad. And they're like, yeah, we should kill them for sure. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I also think it, it uh, really blunders its own message there because- like, I don't know how to reconcile the two things that he was saying, aside from that first thing just being a complete lie. Because he starts off by saying that, like, oh, here are the benefits of our class system. That, you know, people who are wealthy earned that wealth from helping us in past generations. And I was like, well, this sounds like bullshit, but, like, I could see how you could frame it as, like, okay, the class system is not inherently bad, but there are bad apples. Let's kill all the bad apples. But instead, it, it becomes like, let's kill all the rich people. Let's kill all the apples, not just the bad apples. And I was like, so do you believe it's just bad apples or do you believe all apples are evil? Well, I think what he's just saying is that the majority of rich people are bad apples. Because <laughs> obviously, he doesn't feel that way about Albert. That's true. He's his friend now and bro. Yeah. Also, I was very confused because, <laughs> I don't, again, I don't know anything about Sherlock. And I was like, wait, was Moriarty an orphan? Like, I thought, okay, that kid's name is William. 
how's his name going to be William? Like, what's going on? But now I know. Yeah, I think it all makes... I'm a little confused about... I think there's a little bit left unclear about William, because there was a point in the timeline where he was walking around town when William was also alive, when, when... quote unquote, both Williams were alive and people were calling him William and then being like, William looks a little bit different. And I was like, so were they, did they both happen to be named William? Did he? Like, was he William before he got adopted? I don't know. But like, I also think he was just like playing the long game and thought this would happen or something. He's just like an insane genius who was planning out this other boy's murder. (laughs) I guess so. Maybe. Because it does like back up their story in the end of him saying, yeah, I'm William Moriarty, one of the th- only survivors of this fire. And like other people are like, you know what? That's true. I do remember a little blonde boy named William. <laughs> yeah. I like the little brother, though, when they're adults. I found it uncomfortable initially how he was acting so subservient. And I was like, is this a servant? Why are they calling to their brother? And finding out that they... Finding out their backstory clarifies what was going on, but also makes me doesn't alleviate the doesn't alleviate my yeah the weirdness of him acting so subservient, acting like a butler. Yeah, but he's got glasses, (laughs) which means he's hot. What if Sephiroth had glasses? Let's Photoshop that. Wait, I think I saw that. And come back to this podcast later. (laughs) Where did I see Sephiroth glasses? I don't know. I've seen a lot of Kirby Sephiroths. That's enough out of you. Oh, okay. 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 I Googled Sephiroth glasses and found no images of him in glasses, and I was very upset, but it's because I actually typed classes, not glasses. (laughs) And I was like, is the internet seriously not delivering me any glasses? I mean, it's still a little disappointing when I actually search glasses. Like, there isn't any great arc that I'm finding, but if there was literally nothing, I was like, this has to be conspiracy theory. Like, Google is suppressing the glasses. Doesn't want to give us the content we crave. <laughs> um, but I, I um, back to the point of like being confused, being a little bit confused about how the William potentially multiple Williams thing shook out. I I found it a little bit jarring at first how much the backstory was jumping around because it like you know starts off in quote unquote modern day like them as adults, then it gets back to them as kids when they've been adopted. Then it jumps back to them pre-adoption, and then it jumps back to them post-adoption, then back to pre-adoption, then then the house burning, then pre-house burning. Like it, it was making a lot of jumps, and I think in the end, while I was watching the jumps happen, I was confused. But I think this is actually like mm, I find it hard to praise this too much because it's a deeply personal thing. But like the. It was like res- it was like vibing with me, like exactly when I would raise questions, they would present something else interesting enough that I forgot I'd ask that question, and then later would answer it, and then I'd be like, "Oh, great!" And um, so I want to say that like it had really good pacing of presenting questions and answers and stuff, but also like I think it just happened to exactly match where my head was while I was watching it. Um, and the thing that it reminds me of in that sense is Dangarampa, which I feel like is the greatest example of experience of like experience where it was just like presenting me so much stuff, but also answering things exactly when I wanted answers or or asking more questions when I needed 
to be distracted. And then, I don't know. I feel like that's one thing where an anime medium, I think, I think this would work better. I think this worked better as an anime than it would have worked if I read the manga. Cause I think those moments of being confused about things in a manga, I would actually go back and try to reread them and try to clarify things and then just be frustrated. But the nature of an anime, like forcing you to keep watching works well. That's true. I'm still mad about the original William. He sucked and his hair was bad. <laughs> I love, I love how evil his hair looks. Like, he was horrifying, <laughs> and he was um, so awful, little Joffrey ass bitch. Yeah, I was like, he's basically like, Joffrey. Yeah, because he like stabbed that girl's hand because he didn't like the tea she made, and I was like, no one's gonna miss this kid when he eventually dies, and I did it. It was, I did feel kind of bad though. Yeah, I, I, I did, did not. Bad. I don't feel bad for him disappearing off the face of the earth, but I feel I don't feel great. I do not like making. Albert complicit in murdering him. Yeah. Also, like, I did not expect this show to show so much violence. Mm. Like, I maybe I assumed there'd be, like, fighting and, like, oh, no, he got stabbed. But I didn't think they'd just show the stab wound. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be fighting. I mean, the main character has a, like, seven-foot-long sword. And a gun. <laughs> Wait, Sephiroth doesn't have a gun. What are you talking about? Shut up. <laughs> um, oh, my God. It's been in front of our eyes the whole time. Final Fantasy VII, Sephiroth the Patriot. That's it. I'm going to hang up this call. What if it was told from Sephiroth's point of view? (sighs) Anyways, so (laughs) William kind of deserved to die, but I didn't like seeing it happen. Yeah. When you mentioned that you knew he was going to die at at the point where he stabbed the maid or whatever, I... I did not. Like, Like you're saying, you didn't expect so much violence. Like, I... I don't know what I expected at the time. I was like, okay, clearly when they're adults, these parents aren't around. This other William is not around. Something's going to happen to them. But I just, I was surprised by the fact that, oh, they just murdered them all. They just burned them all down. Yeah, that seemed like a lot to me. Just like burning the whole house down. <laughs> I'm just imagining you in real life, like someone burning down a house and you'd be like, that just seems like a lot. That just seems like a little too much. If we could just walk <laughs> it back a little, <laughs> I'd appreciate that. Because like, there was some valuable stuff in there that they just let burn. They probably had insurance. It wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> was that a thing? No. I don't know the the history of insurance, like how much insurance existed at that, like property insurance existed at that time, but like it feels to me like the kind of thing they seem to be When was insurance <laughs> invented? The first insurance company in the US states fuck that. We don't <laughs> Oops. I just we feel don't like need I just feel like US. they like he I got the sense that Albert like that that family was wealthy enough that and like was of prestigious enough class that if something drastic like that happens to them that they are not immediately made poor. But also yeah. I don't know because like Will Moriarty is like an expert criminal, so like they could just make money back. Also, I'm sure there's a bank. They had banks. Are you saying they're going to rob a bank? No, like their money was in a bank. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, it wasn't yes. just like in their mattresses that burned. Also, um, there were there was insurance. Because okay, property insurance, as we know today, can be traced to the Great Fire of London, which in 1666 <laughs> devoured more than 13,000 homes. That's terrible. 
I'm learning so much right now. I feel like, is this anti-Semitic to say? I feel like my, my impression of like old timey <laughs> England um, financials is that like in stories like this, they would just shrug it off and hand wave it and be like, there were Jews around. They had, oh my God. They did money stuff. <laughs> Jeff, it's Hanukkah. <laughs> I know. This is how we celebrate <laughs> the first night of Hanukkah. <laughs> By saying vaguely anti-Semitic. <laughs> Comments. Well, no. no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that is I've, I'm re, I'm repeating the anti-Semitic things that I recall from. Don't you give them a platform on our podcast? Yeah, I'm, pl- I'm platforming Shakespeare. the Shakespearean anti-Semites. I mean, Shakespeare got the first, uh, second, um, COVID vaccine. So, anyways, did you hear about that? <laughs> no. The second person, I think in the U, I think in the UK, um, to get a covid vaccine is someone named william shakespeare shut up that's dumb <laughs> and i think they chose him just for the like theatrics of it but can't get it theatrics <laughs> okay anyway so i would not recommend this to everyone because it was like annoying and confusing <laughs> at some points but i guess if you like love sherlock go for it dude so do you think the confusingness actually just uh, detracted from it for you it was kind of interesting because it's like, yay, like mystery, but like it's not fun when you like you kind of know the answer that he becomes Moriarty and Wait, he does? Shut up. Oh <laughs> please explain to me how Sephiroth becomes Moriarty, because I'm confused. Stop looking at Sephiroth. <laughs> He's staring at me with his like 20 abs are staring Scroll at me. Scroll down. <laughs> um yeah, I think in terms of the confusing part, like the the, the moment that I that sticks with me the, the most is when they show they cut from um, the three brothers, or at that point they're not brothers, um, Albert and the two brothers in the like chapel of the orphanage, and then it cuts to them walking the three of them out of a burning building, and I was just so confused. I was like, did they burn down the orphanage? Like, what? This makes no sense. I don't see any reason no, why they burned down an okay. orphanage. I'm so confused. But because, like I was saying before, like the anime keeps moving and we need to record this podcast in an hour. So I was like, I just need to keep watching. Um, by the end, when that's explained, I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Like, it's it, maybe I was just being a dummy that it wasn't obvious that that was a flash forward to the future and it was them burning down the house that they owned. But that, uh, that felt like a very satisfying payoff to me. It met me at exactly my level of, I'm slightly confused, but also along for a ride still. Oh, they explained it, so I was along for the ride, and they explained it. Great. Cool. Yeah, but I'm dumb. I need <laughs> things spelled out sometimes. But I think it was spelled out by the end, you know? like Yeah, but in the meantime, I'm just sitting there like a dummy, <laughs> begging for some answers. Mm. I don't know. I just, honestly, I think the first episode left such a bad, like, boring taste in my mouth that i was like as soon as these prologue episodes are over i know i'm gonna be mad <laughs> yeah yeah that, that makes me the most like i'm probably gonna lean towards weeping it just because uh if i had to make a firm guess from these episodes i'd say that they're probably gonna be like the first one and yeah also is it just gonna be is the whole show just gonna be moriarty tricking other people into murdering for him so he never has to actually get his hands dirty. Is that going to be like the big conflict between him and Sherlock? Is like Sherlock's like, well, you're going to have to kill me. And then it's going to be like, he's going to lean in real close. And he's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, do you want to do you want to 
jump off a building together romantically. You want to get out of here? You come here often? He's like, yes, you kidnap me frequently. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the imagery. It's in the opening. And it's also, I think, on like the cover of the first volume of the manga. The imagery of him pointing a gun in his own head. Don't like that. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Maybe he's just like waving it and it's in front of his face and the perspective's off for us, but who knows? It just feels like it reminds me of Persona 4, is that right? Or 3? Don't ask me. Um, Where they just like shoot themselves in the head to like make the summon things. I just feel like it is this weird kind of edgy aesthetic that like, it's like, wow, isn't it so edgy to shoot themselves in the head? And it's like, it's not fun to call to like make reference to suicide imagery. Like it's not a, a cool, fun, edgy thing. That's like a serious, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like making light of that, <sighs> but uh, it also doesn't really, I don't get how it fits into this character or the show. Yeah. Where does he get this gun? Maybe it makes sense later. Maybe it's like the climax of the story is he's like, well, you don't want anyone to die. I'll kill me. And then yeah. Sherlock's like, no, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. There were so many points in these episodes where like, I felt like it was hearkening to, to my sensibilities of wanting sweet, innocent Uwe boys. Yes. But I, I don't know how much it's like, these were all sweet, innocent Uwe boys who secretly want to murder everyone. So I'm like, Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Can I tell you that um, I think all of their character designs are pretty ugly? <laughs> like, I like Glasses Boy, but honestly, I don't like their face shape. It's, like, uncomfy in a lot of them. The hair is not good in a lot of them. I think, looking at, I mean, we haven't really seen in the show, but I think the ugliest of the characters of, like, the seven main Characters, at least according to the like fandom wiki, I think Sherlock is the ugliest. Yeah, I'd say Sherlock or honestly Albert. Oh no, I was gonna say Albert's definitely better than Moriarty or William. William? Oh, I'd say better than William. I like what's his name, Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, he's Louis. great. He's the best looking one for sure to me. <laughs> I don't know who Sebastian is, but he could maybe be good. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think. In the moment, there were times where I found William attractive, but like looking at him now, I'm like his hair and it's too, too long and straight and weird and like, I mean Watson could, Watson could get it. You know what I mean? Oh my god, leave Watson alone. <laughs> um, but it doesn't. I don't think it looks as bad in the manga to me. I mean, the first note I wrote down was, "Oh no, everyone's hot." So I mean, I think it worked on me in right. the moment. I guess, but if you look at them too long. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I think it's really Albert that bothers me. Albert <laughs> and William. Albert's fine. Don't make, don't. Actually, wait, his, no, I'm looking look at him too long. His forehead. Yeah, you can't. You the can't longer look at him, I look at him, his face is like falling apart. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Stop looking at him. It gets worse. But meanwhile, the more I look at Sephiroth, the more abs he grows. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, not a single, like, actual woman character there was evil mom um there was that one lady who the dad was definitely trying to get with and that was kind of it i did like that dynamic though that was funny the 
seeing basically all the adults just being terrible for different reasons. Like, like the, the dad being terrible for like basically cheating on his wife for like, you know, like adopting kids just to flirt with another married woman and seeing his wife get so upset about that and not care about the children at all. Seeing the the dad being terrible to do that. Seeing the, the um, person he was flirting with who initially was the one who was like, I'm adopting a child. Aren't I amazing for doing this for, for like saving this child? It's like, wow, even she's terrible. Like, yeah. I, I like seeing all the different degrees of terrible. Rich people are bad. It's no good. I I think my favorite line was when he's, so I guess the point is that the, the, the backstory is supposed to be like framed by Moriarty telling, explaining some parts of his family backstory to someone on a train or explaining why he's good at predicting horse races. And so like, basically they start the backstory with that and then end with it. And I guess it's clear that he's not, he's not telling the full story but he's explaining who his family was before they burned down or whatever. And the guy is like, it sounds like you had such a warm family. And I was like, Oh boy, too soon. They're still in flames. Oh, I didn't. Oh, ouch. <laughs> I don't know My- if that was, um, that joke may have been kind of inadvertently added in translation. I'm not sure if the, if the word in Japanese was a pun there, but it worked in the, form that i consumed the anime in so you gotta get fluent so we can figure stuff out thank you the ending songs the ending song artwork is very cute them all painting yeah 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 the opening was very um i don't know it was very okay i didn't like it at all the lyrics were a bit much for me it was a little uh mid of high school anyways (laughs) um I think in general the production was pretty good. Like Yeah, that was I didn't like really have a problem with most of that. I was just so I'm mad again. Why'd that kid have to stab that lady? <laughs> she didn't do anything. She was just making tea. Because he's just Joffrey. Like I think they literally were just had make him Joffrey. Um so the manga started so the manga author Ryosuke Takeuchi started running in Jump SQ, has 13 volumes out now, and started running in Jump SQ in November 2016. So, I mean, that's definitely post Game of Thrones peak popularity, or at least around the time of Game of Thrones peak popularity. So, like, you know. It's possible. It's very possible that it is just the Joffrey archetype. Yeah, his hair sucked. <laughs> I hated him. You could tell he sucked from his dumb hair. But also, what I never get is that when Lewis makes him tea and then he just pours it out, he's like, hey, you really thought that I would drink the tea you made? And it's like, bro, you just asked him to make the tea. I thought that was good. Like, because it's just like showing how much of a dick he is, like a complete power like, move. Makes, like- him, makes him make tea and then makes him... Or then tells him, like, you're such a fool for thinking I'd drink your tea. What yeah, was he supposed to do in that situation? Be like, oh, you won't drink my tea? Well, so I'm yeah, not going to That's make the point. It. That, like, he's cornered. He has not, like, there's no way out of the situation for him. And that, like, it's exploiting how someone in that subservient position would get some satisfaction out of 
you know, making like I could see someone in that position thinking like, oh, if I make this tea really good, then he'll like it. He'll appreciate me. Maybe he'll start to be nicer to me. And then it's just like, no, not at all. There's no chance of that. Well, I feel like that would have hit harder if Lewis was the one to be like, oh, I can make you some tea. And then he does it and then he pours it out and he's like, whoa, are you idiot? Thought I would drink your nasty ass commoner tea. <laughs> oh, I think it hits harder. Knowing that he that made he wasn't, him do it. Yeah, that he like both like gave him an order to do it and then also was like. Just kidding. You're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> pour this on the carpet and then I'm going to stab you. Because I feel like in giving the order, there's an implicit like level of trust. You know, like in asking, like, please make me tea, it's kind of saying, like, I respect you enough to drink the tea you make me. So then in being like, please make my tea, and also, like, you thought I trusted you with making tea? Like, no, you're worth nothing. Yeah, and, like, it's so weird. Like, thank God William, other William, showed up, and he was like, okay, honestly, when he stabbed his own hand, that was weird. Just take your brother yeah. and walk away. Yeah, you I did can, not appreciate You can that. literally walk away. You don't have to stab. I think I think we need to I know the episode like almost over, but I think we need to distinguish between William the two Williams. So I think we'll go with um Evil William will be Jim William and then uh, Moriarty will be Willie M. I'm gonna call him Willie M now. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> let's see. We had Twitter questions, right? <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, first one. Lum I can never pronounce Lum. Lum, okay. First one, Lum Ranmayasha asked, do you see Moriarty as an anti-hero or an anti-villain? What do you think of this version of the character compared to other interpretations you've seen? So I think we've already kind of, we've just, that we have not seen many. So compared to the great mass detective, he's not a rat. <laughs> so I am, <laughs> I am more in favor of this Moriarty. Actually, I don't know if the rat was Moriarty in the great mass detective. Please don't tweet at me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I would say anti-hero because he is doing it, I think, for a good reason-ish. See, I am not familiar with the term anti-villain. That's something that I had not really heard used before. Um, and I'm checking now just to see, like, okay, for reference, at least according to TV tropes, I don't know if this is, like, a term that people use outside of TV tropes, but um, TV tropes categorizes, like, because I could see... If you're looking at Death Note, for example, who you call an anti-hero and who you call an anti-villain is kind of a matter of perspective. So I was like, I mean, depending on how you're defining things, I could see someone thinking that Light is the anti-villain because he is, um, I guess he's framed as the hero, but he's doing things that are evil. So I could see someone saying that makes him a villain, but I think everyone calls him an anti-hero. So yeah, uh, to confirm that, uh, TV Tropes refers to Mellow and Nier from Death Note as anti-villains. Because they are villains who are working in, um, I don't know, for good. Okay, okay. I feel like if the story was focused on Sherlock, like it might switch later, then he'd be an anti-villain. But right now he, like, you know, like that phrase that like, oh, like all villains are just like heroes of their own story or some shit. That's kind of what this feels like. Is like, he's our main character. He's doing something that he thinks is good. He's just doing it kind of bad (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like if you it seems like at least the way tv tropes defines the terms stop talking about tv tropes (laughs) i mean i just i think you you have to go by some definition that happens to be the most commonly referred to place to because like i think i think it um it it's not a matter of 
morality taking precedence, but more a matter of perspective. So like if the story focuses on the character, they are either a hero or an anti-hero. Like Light is anti-hero, uh Walter White from Breaking Bad is anti-hero, and then the person who is opposing them is either a villain or anti-villain. I it think is how it um appears to be. But uh so I think yeah, if this I, I guess I'm more curious to see like will Sherlock feel like a villain or an anti-villain? Will because I think I think he is doing he honestly has he done anything wrong yet? Like we haven't actually. met him. We haven't heard about him. Oh, true. I mean Moriarty. Oh, Moriarty. Has okay. Moriarty done anything wrong yet? Aside from getting people to murder? He didn't do shit. He just presented that man whose child was murdered with the man who murdered his child and said, I'm going to be outside smoking, whatever. And then in the other one, he's just like, hey, I broke this stool. Do you want to kill your brother? And the other guy's like, yeah, I'm gonna. Okay, that actually leads pretty well into the next question from Corona Bono. Is Moriarty manipulating others into becoming revenge killers to accomplish his agenda only intended to increase anticipation of Sherlock's appearance, or are people actually liking him as a person, not as a character? So I think that the main point they're getting at here is like, do people like this representation of Moriarty as a fun thing to watch, or do they actually sympathize with this character? And um as as you were describing those things that he like helped people do, like I I as I was watching them, I'm like I, even if you on paper can say that he was just giving them the tools and they made their own choices, I still just like nope nope he's uh he's putting the people in these in these dire situations and like he's really pushing them to murder. Like I don't I don't sympathize. Okay, but if someone murdered your son, if someone murdered your beautiful baby boy, and then you were like, yeah, I'd probably kill that guy if I saw him. And then someone's like, oh, okay. And then gives you that man all tied up. You're going to kill him. <laughs> I feel like this would, be, this would be like, boy. I think this would be a more complex debate in my own mind. If there weren't the scene of him like getting the orphan kids to chant about how they're going to murder all the rich people. Yeah, like, that's true. If that wasn't there, it would be a lot more um, like maybe he's just providing the people with opportunities to like get their revenge on an unjust system. But like with that moment, it's just like, oh, he's uh, a little off. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you're saying, like he has that God complex that com- comes through in the, in that scenario. And it's like, if he didn't have the God complex and instead were like such a sweet, innocent Uwe boy and was just helping people so much that it was like, I'm just helping you. Here are tools. Here, here's a knife. Like, I think that would uh, be even more unsettling in a th- way that I think would be inter- interesting. And instead, this representation is much more like, I don't know, but I feel like it also fit this, this, the way it was in the show fit because it's like, Ultimately, Moriarty, we know, is the villain of the Sherlock story. So I think I appreciate it when it looped back around to being like, oh, no, he's evil. Like, so I kind of yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, but is Sherlock just an asshole? <laughs> yeah, I think. We haven't seen him. We haven't asked that question of ourselves. I think we need to literally look into our hearts and say, was Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> just rude? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I will. How Sherlock's reputation how Sherlock is represented in the show will affect a lot of my perception. Cause if he just is an asshole, I will feel like this is a very deeply cynical show. 
where like everyone is because then it feel then i'll feel like the worldview is like everyone you thought was good is actually bad and even people you thought were bad are also bad and everyone's bad everyone's terrible everyone wants to murder everyone it's like great i don't love that well but on that note i'm gonna stick with weaving it <laughs> I I guess, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with weaving it, but I was definitely impressed. I was I guess I just heard very like mid things about it, and so I did not have high expectations, and it exceeded those low expectations. So oh, that's good. So always think everything will be bad, and then it'll be kind of good. Yeah, but I also now don't have many expectations for the show beyond that backstory. So it may Let's, have just been. Okay, a- don't watch this. Go watch <laughs> the Great Mouse Detective. And then tell me your tell me your thoughts. No, just just go watch episodes two and three of the show and pretend it's an OVA, and then don't watch the rest of the show. Okay, cool. I, I might come to eat those words if I keep watching and then actually enjoy the rest of it more. But <laughs> well, you can update us next next time if you watch more. Yeah, there's so much other stuff to watch. Speaking of which, Jeff, any recommendations that aren't anime? Um, you go first. <laughs> this is mean. You know, I never have anything. Unless it's a new K drama. What did I? I'm looking at the list of things that I like have in my queue to recommend, and mm-hmm. the last item on here just says hi. What, what was I writing down? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. I have a thing I'm recommending. No, I don't want to recommend it anymore. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> did you cancel yourself just now? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm on TikTok now, and it's a lot of fun. But I don't. <laughs> I don't want anyone to look for me. I was on TikTok for a brief minute um, that was mainly about because there was a there was a couch that was very popular on TikTok and I was like this couch is really good so I, was, I signed up for TikTok just to watch couch videos like the sofa yes <laughs> I I'm confused I'll, I'll send you the TikToks okay. there, basically like there was one I don't know if it was the only one but the, the TikTok that I was seeing was someone who was basically like showing off their their couch that was not that impressive but it like had some kind of like you could take it apart it was like a two-seater like not very like a love seat that you could kind of take apart and reconfigure a little bit and they're basically like i have the best couch on tiktok if you have a better couch than me uses audio blah 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 but like it was very like arrogant and whatever so then there was like all these very other people with much cooler couches using that audio is this your recommendation is to look at <laughs> couch tiktok no also because like at the point where i found this which was like september october it was like wow people in like may were like oh my god i found the tiktok couch it's so hard to find we waited for, for like five months we finally got the tiktok couch because it was definitely people buying them post-pandemic um, oh, I see. I see. Limited stock, but also it's like the the specific couch that I am thinking of was very. It seemed very cool on TikTok, but then like had very few reviews on actual websites, and it seemed like it might be like not a great long term investment, but looked really cool because you could like, first of all, it had like um, it was like a U shape, and you could pull out the middle to make it like a full rectangle, and it had like okay. This sounds like this is the thing you recommend. <laughs> No, the detail you're going into about this. It was a very couch. nice couch. Anyways, my TikToks, I have one about my cat and that's it. Oh, so you made a TikTok. Oh, I thought you were just consuming. I made one. Well, yeah, I'm mostly consuming and I made one TikTok and I was like, I think I'm done now. <laughs> uh, so you want me to link to your, your cat please, TikTok? In the please don't do that. <laughs> Nobody find my, my TikTok of my cat. She's really cute, but that's it. I have nothing to recommend. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I will recommend uh, Dissidia Final Fantasy Opera Omnia. Oh, it's timely! 
Shut up. I hate you. Sephiroth is coming back to the city of Final Fantasy Opera Omnia next week. Although apparently his his new his unit is not that powerful, so people are kind of like, he's not worth rolling for. But then look at these abs. Anyway, um okay. Yeah, the City of Final Fantasy Opera Omnia is a is a really long title. It is a mobile spin-off of the like fighting game. And it has like no similarity to that because the fighting, it's like a, it's a turn-based RPG instead of, which has like, it's as far as could be from the fighting game, but still is really cool. It has a lot of interesting mechanics. It is a very generous gacha system where basically there's so much free currency that you can for quite a while just get everything for free. It has guaranteed rolls basically. And by that, I mean like if you roll, I forget what the number is, like 50 times you're guaranteed to get the thing by the end. Things like that, and it is really fun. Like interesting, reachable challenges. Unlike a lot of gotcha games, you can basically go from zero to end game content within a couple of weeks. So, and they're interesting and fun challenges all along the way. So, it's a very good game. I was very skeptical because the UI is kind of ugly, but I'm really glad I gave it a chance. And now I get to. <gasps> what if they introduce shirtless Smash Brothers Sephiroth as a costume in the game? anyway so thank you so much for listening to our podcast please send us any recommendations for listener pick leave us a review on apple podcasts you can email us at love it or weave it at gmail.com or tweet at us at love it or weave it on twitter and also tell us if if you think the hosts of this podcast are jeff and annie or annie and jeff shut up anyways you can find me on twitter at annie other name i can't believe you rigged that election i didn't rig the election who are you where are you <laughs> <laughs> Say your uh, thing so I can leave. I'm at definitely Jeff on Twitter, and also check out my Digimon podcast if you are watching Digimon. <laughs> What's its name? Uh, I don't know. Digimon. Okay, anyways, so <laughs> <Kinda> just... <laughs> join us next week. What are we watching, Jeff? Akudama Drive, which I know nothing about except that it's from some of the creative talent behind Danganronpa. So I'm excited. Bye. I have no, I have no context. Bye. And as we always say, hey now. You're an anime. Get the show on. Get paid. Okay, I'm updating the spreadsheet. We weaved it. Wow, you're going to win this season again. There's no way for me to win at this point. Oh, huh. Because there's no way we're loving no bless. No bless. <laughs> there's no, there's absolutely no way. Oh so, wait, that really should be that should be the canonical ordering of Jeff and Annie or Annie and Jeff, who is currently winning the number of seasons. Wait, so what is this for? Our name order? Just for like when I write on in tweets or in like the show notes. Oh, I hate you so much. Anyways, <laughs> I have to go. I'm hanging up.